Here we go with the John Curley Sherry Ellicker Show. Just a quick note on that police officer found not guilty. I was talking to another buddy of mine. So he's moving 75 miles an hour. That officer also got an EMT certification. So that meant, and not a lot of police officers would do it because it's a lot of work. You got to go to school, a lot of studying in order to be able to administer additional care that a, a police officer doesn't have the ability to do. So that was one of the officers that went, took the time, passed the EMT, learned all the biology, could administer additional services to save somebody's life. So driving at 75 miles an hour, he's going there because he heard there was an overdose call. So he is trying to get there because he has spent the time to have a better understanding of the human body and is able to administer extra care before the paramedics get there. Often a cop has just a certain amount that they're able to do. But in this case, this guy has more uh, sort of tools on board. So tragic story all around for that guy and for the woman and the family and, of course, everybody involved and knowing her and caring for him. Which, if you play the whole thing here, I know you played it earlier today, the sound of him and they asked him, are you okay? Of course he's not. He just ran over someone. So that's traveling at 75 miles an hour in order to try to get somewhere to administer additional care. Diving into the news! Boy, oh boy. <laughs> look out, Sherry. This, I tried to look it up to see if this is going to be, could this guy be brought up on charges? So here's what happens. A woman is sitting at home. She's doing work. She's uh, working from home. And um, the um, Securities Exchange Commission, SEC, Sherry's is on, accuses the Ohio man of making $2 million off a stock market after eavesdropping on his wife's uh, meeting that she was having at home. So she didn't say it. He heard it and then went to the market and bought a bunch of stock and ended up ka-ching, getting $2 million out of it. She was a BP manager and uh, merger and acquisition manager. Uh-huh. And she had her little office set up about 20 feet from his. So she, he overheard her talking about this, bought all these shares. Uh, he bought like 46,000 shares and he sold it for $1.8 million. She went, when he told her about it, she went and reported it, and she got fired. Yeah. There's no indication whether she was in on it or not in on it, but they felt like they had to to, um, fire her. And the implication here is that this could impact the whole work from home thing, where Mm -hmm. if you're in a security or a job that's sensitive or something like that, and you have people around you, you may not be able to work from home anymore. I mean, I would assume that somebody with a high security clearance wouldn't be allowed to do that anyway. Right. But but things like this that you don't really think of, uh, insider trading and other things that could happen based on what you could hear or overhear when they're you know doing something in the office, uh, that could be another reason why people could say you need to come back and do this job in the office. Yeah, it makes sense, doesn't it? Because you're not in a secured area and she's dealing with um, highly volatile information and this guy ended up cashing in on it. So here's the other weird thing. You don't, I don't know the relationship, but do you think she's not talking to him? The thing for her is they would see the trades and they would see she would have to disclose trades. um, Most of them have to at a certain level. I assume she's up there that would become public. So he takes it, gets it, puts the money in, gets the money. I mean, he basically screwed himself, screwed her out of a job as well. But him overhearing it and thinking, what, they wouldn't be able to track it back to him. 
Well, right. And she probably, if if she was told about it, I have a feeling she would have warned him not to do it. Oh, yeah. So he figured, hey, it's me, not her. I'll get away with it because they're not going to be able to trace it to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe her, they're checking on, but not me. And it, it just backfired. If she hadn't told them, hadn't told the company that this had happened, I'm sure he still would have gotten caught. Yeah. Andrew, so? I've told this story. Yeah. Uh, well, what if he didn't say anything to her? She never mentions it to BP. Uh, yeah. At the same last name? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I would be worried enough not to do it, but maybe if they well, were unmarried. Okay. It- if suddenly my husband ended up with an extra $2 million, <laughs> I might ask Would a couple of notice? questions. Yeah, I wouldn't say I that. mean, if all of a sudden we've been upgraded on everything that we own, I'd be like, wow, well, what would you do? Get an extra job at 7-Eleven? How'd you do that? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think that this probably was necessary for him to reveal it because she just probably didn't. You know, nobody nobody could figure out why he would all of a sudden have this windfall. Insider trading happens all the time, though. <clears throat> Oh, oh, sure. Bad, bad. No. I've got the app on my phone that allows me to, to follow Nancy Pelosi's trades. Nancy Pelosi, on average, makes 30% in the market. That's good, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> say. I say. Yeah. yeah. So she knows what the ruling is going to be coming out regarding Tesla. So she buys Tesla and then bet Tesla stock. She knew what was going to be happening when they're going to crack down on Google. Now she buys a bunch of Google stock when there's some rumor that they're going to restrict it somehow. The stock drops. She knows that the good news is coming up. So then she buys a bunch of Google. So she's hitting 30% on this sort of stuff. Uh, Diane Feinstein. Now Feinstein married one person. I think she married twice. The second guy she married was very wealthy. But she too making $180,000 a year. She When she passed away... She got rid of her home in Aspen. I think she had another house in, she had a nice place in Washington, D.C. She had like, I don't know, 14 million. I don't know what came from her husband, but there was sort of, these people know, they all have the insider trading. So you can follow uh, Capital Trades. You put in any, and they'll show you all of your senators that are in there, and you can follow anyone you want and see. So you're like, ooh, that guy who is on whatever the department is, whatever, you know, he's working in House Ways and Means or something. You see the trade. It's like, why did he buy? What's that? You just follow. As soon as his stuff goes in there, you go in there and buy as well. And they're all doing this. Absolutely. Saying, How do you cool. make $180,000 a year and you have $20 million? Right. right? Come on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I experienced it. I've told the story once. I just the second time. This is it, Andrew. Only second. I'm never going to tell it again. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> We have consultants that come in here and tell us, Sherry, that, you know, you guys can recycle every 15 minutes. You can do the same story because there's new people coming in. But do we do that? No. Do other shows? I don't know. But we don't. We try to keep it fresh every single time. Let's hear the story. My dad has this company. It gets really big. It's going to get bought by this publicly traded company. So he said, hey, listen, I don't tell anybody. But the stock is trading here. But don't tell anybody because it's a big deal. You know, the SEC, they're all over this stuff. And I was like, because he bought a bunch of small businesses. It got bigger and bigger and bigger. Did it right. And then somebody, another company comes in. They're going to buy it. Take it you are what age at this point? I am 23. Well, I was living 25. So you're, are you you're prepared to invest money maybe? Basically. I have some, look, I got a little something, something. Okay, okay. Not a lot. A little something, something. Go on. But I don't. Because I don't want to get him in trouble. My last name's Curly, and look, why, but it wasn't going to be a giant trade like these people, two right. million or whatever. 
Just, hey, don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody. He took my brother and I in the room. Listen, this is, you know, this is serious stuff. I mean, you're going to jail. I was like, okay, okay, Dad, we're not going to say anything. Go to the, uh, the supermarket. And I walk in there. My dad religiously would go in, ham and Swiss. Always, and thin slice on the ham, thin slice on the Swiss. So I go up to the lady. She's behind the counter. You could barely see her because it's really high above her at the Super Fresh supermarket in Gladwin. And I said, uh, can I have half a pound of the Swiss, a thin, very slice, a slice, and this? I'll get a pound of the ham, very thin slice. And she looks at me and she goes, are you, are you curly? I said, yeah, yeah. Okay. So she's slicing, slicing. And she goes, hey, hey. Hey, make sure you tell your dad I bought some of that stock. <laughs> okay. Yeah, dad, don't tell anybody, but just tell the lady that works at the meat counter at the supermarket. So I go home. I go, so that woman, Bonnie? Hey, listen, she needs a little extra help. So I'm trying to help. I'm trying, oh, oh, okay. So only certain people are allowed to get into. What? If Bonnie's in on it, he must have told everybody. Hey, hey listen, Bonnie. Bonnie, can you hear me over the giant counter? Don't Wait tell anybody. Was was Bonnie into anything else? What do you mean by that? I, I, I'm just saying, <laughs> if she was a very special person to your dad. Oh boy! You know? No. Okay. No, sure, gross. <laughs> Ow, jeez! <laughs> hey, hey! All right. It's it's a legitimate question: why he would choose Bonnie over his own sons? I don't know, but maybe. You know, that is a great question, <laughs> Sherry. Thank you. Yeah, my dad is going to, yeah, he's got the cheating gene. He's going to pick up the lady that works at the, got the pl- weird plastic gloves on all day, turning the macaroni <laughs> salad so that it doesn't get all brown on top. Because I used to work there, too. I worked there, and they're like, uh, don't forget to turn the macaroni. I'm like, why? Because it's getting all brown on top. She's just uh, sk- moving the top brown. Uh, uh. Gross. Mixing her sweat in there. <laughs> Oof. Oh. Oof. By the way, you want to be grossed out? Yeah. No. Well, okay. You'll like this. Did you did you put it in here about the fly? I saw this. I thought oh, of you yeah, immediately, we'll Sherry. We're getting to the next story. Joe gave me the sign when he's ready for this thing. Um, <laughs> 23-year-old Duke student makes $100,000 per year uh, reselling thrift store items on eBay. Yeah, so, I mean, he gets in there, gets the stuff that people like, certain types of T-shirts. You know, when they come in or you get somebody that's working at the thrift store to let you know and certain desirable jeans or T-shirts come up, they tell you, hey, by the way, a bunch of those shirts you're looking for, Aerosmith shirts from the 70s or something in pretty good shape. Here, can you give me a couple of bucks? So they, they got a picker, an early picker that goes in and gets that. That guy must have figured out how to get those people that know that and what they're looking for on this. So they end up with it. All right, I found this, Sherry, and I thought of you. As soon as I saw it, because I thought this is the kind of thing that's going to super-duper gross you out. Now realize, there's <laughs> <laughs> no video, but there's some good weird sound effects included in here. So you ready? This is when a fly lands on your food. Here you go. <clears throat> you have it? Here comes Joe. All right. Here you go, Sherry. When a fly lands on your food, yeah. most people think it just starts eating it. But flies actually can't chew like humans. So instead, they sort of puke up a special oh. type of saliva right onto your meal. This saliva contains digestive enzymes that break down your food into a slurpable liquid. The fly then uses its proboscis to suck it up like a smoothie, which is how they consume your food. <laughs> 
<laughs> so we're not just eating the fly's germs, we're eating the fly's throw up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he can't, he the fly doesn't have the ability to chew. He's got his pronosterus that he sticks in there or something. It's got to be slippable. Okay. Yeah, nothing like a fly smoothie. Got it. <laughs> uh, Claire McCaskill. Uh, she is very upset because she doesn't think that the New York Times should be fact-checking Joe Biden. She is mad, mad, mad. She was on uh, Morning Joe and she just cannot believe. Why is the New York Times doing this? So the only blemish on the great country of America worldwide is, in fact, Donald Trump. And can I make a suggestion? I move that every newspaper in America quits doing any fact checks on Joe Biden until they fact check Donald Trump every morning on the front page. It is ridiculous yeah. that the New York Times fact checked Joe Biden on something. I mean, he... why? Why is it the New York yeah. Times job? Finally. Why is it the New York Times job? Yeah, no one's allowed to do any. You're not allowed to fact check Joe Biden. Vomits lies. Trump vomits lies. Uh-huh. And he, every day, like over and over right. and over again. And it's just ridiculous that the New York Times is doing a fact check on, on Biden while they let Trump, like, while they're numb. To Are they numb? Are they not really? When? The torrent of lies coming out of Trump's mouth. And, and, and that's the thing. I, mean, I have go. no problem with there's fact a, check a, there, on this White House. Well, this is what fa- but they need to do the same thing. But again, this is what fascists do. Fascists lie so much. Oh, God, fire yeah. hose of and falsehoods. They always say it. They t- you know, they, they Russia's fire hose of falsehoods, just mm-hmm. like fascists. They lie so much that soon people get exhausted. Mm-hmm. And that's where they the exhaustion comes in. <laughs> oh, I don't care. <laughs> New York Times is now allowed to fact check Joe Biden. How dare you fact check Joe Biden? Why they're doing it now, there's people that believe, well, they're trying to just get old Joe out. Just push him out. Start fact-checking, because they weren't prior. Remember, after Joe Biden was elected, the fact-checker from the Washington Post was basically laid off. We don't need to fact-check this guy. So we would just spin all this stuff about taking the debt down and all the other garbage. That he, now now they're fact-checking. And people think, well, they're fact-checking because they're trying to just, enough pressure, whatever it is, to just push the guy over and get him out. So, but Claire McCaskill, Senator McCaskill from Missouri, very upset. How dare they do that, Sherry? Well, and I guess she's been living maybe on another planet because she doesn't remember the amount of fact-checking that went on with Donald Trump when he was president. It's She sounds like she doesn't believe that it's ever happened, and that's patently false. False, false. False. False, false. Not just false. False, false, fly, throw up, false. Wow. Whoa, a new standard of falseness. <laughs> All right. Who made that noise? I don't know. It wasn't Nate, was it? Trying to be clever? No, no I'm sorry. <laughs> That's tough. Oh. Terrible. All right, Bucky's Auto Service Center, Sherry. They've got 16 locations, been around for 53 years. That's the place to go. Bucky's, Bucky's Auto Service Center. As Joe put in here, um, that you're not going to be happy with this segment. Surely this is a waste of resources, which will infuriate Sherry, but we've landed on the moon again for the first time since 1972. Went in 1969 and then 1972. So are you um, all upset about this? No, because it's a private company. Oh, oh, oh. Leave it to a 14-foot robot named Odysseus to stick the first U.S. moon landing since Apollo. What we can confirm 
without a doubt, as our equipment is on the surface of the moon. Houston-based Intuitive Machines, now the first private company to successfully land on the moon. Houston, Odysseus has found his new home. But now, troubleshooting a communications issue. And liftoff. Go SpaceX, go IM-1, and the Odysseus lunar lander. Odysseus launched on a SpaceX rocket just seven days ago, sending back spectacular photos of Earth as it rocketed towards the lunar South Pole. On board six NASA experiments. The ice water on the pole makes it NASA's target zone when astronauts return in just a few years. This is the South Pole of the Moon. That's correct. In a NASA simulator, we saw the hostile conditions they'll have to navigate. The sun hanging very low on the horizon. Those shadows are so long. To cut costs, NASA has hired 14 private companies to run advanced experiments on the moon, though many could fail. It's really, really difficult to land on the moon. I mean, there's no air or to slow you down so you can't use parachutes. Keep that in mind. This is good news you can use for anybody out there planning on landing on the moon. It's very difficult, Sherry. Very, very difficult. The Odysseus lander will only have 12 to 13 days before its solar power runs out. But tonight, just getting there is mission accomplished. Tom Costello, NBC News. All right, Sherry, you ready? Yeah. For 10 Starbucks gift cards, here comes your trivia question. Okay. The name of the lunar ma module, Odysseus. What else uh -huh. is Odysseus famous for? Um... I see you typing. Stop it! Stop it! Um, uh, 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 something, something to do with something Greek. <laughs> well, the judges accept that. Something to do with something Greek. You mean like a, uh, a Greek god? Mean like uh, a gyro sandwich? Uh, no, a like gyro sandwich. Something in mythology. Something mytho mythological. Is that your final answer? Yeah. Sherry, if you'd only Googled faster, you would have found the correct answer is Trojan Horse. We're looking for oh. Trojan Horse. It was his oh. plan to sack the city of Troy with a hollowed-out horse yes, filled but, with Trojans. But as he pushed it in there, it tipped over onto its side. <laughs> <laughs> but it can still do experiments. Apparently so. You guys are always on the bright side. Yeah, yeah, we were ready for that. We, uh, we were hoping it would land on its side. <laughs> yeah. It's like when Elon Musk's a uh, rocket blew up or something like that. No, no, no. We wanted that to happen. We well, uh, that you know, to happen. Yeah. don't do that again. Yeah. Don't do that again. Yeah. Um, you don't like it. You, you're you okay with private, but not U.S. dollars going towards NASA, racing towards the moon. Also, you have a big problem with Mars. Any other um, planet you got a problem with? Well, I think I just heard that this was these private companies are, in fact, funded or hired by NASA. So it is, in fact, government money. So you're angry. Still angry. It's just, I, I would think by now, I mean, we would have been more advanced with the trillions of dollars that go into the space program. You'd think we would be further along in terms of what the technology can do. And as far as Mars goes, it just seems so far flung that it's hard for me to uh, conceptualize it. I got it. Okay. Okay. May I? 
Yes, you may. Well, part of the problem, Sherry, there is not trillions of dollars in funding. In fact, people became bored with the Apollo missions yes, after they've been on the moon for like a yeah, couple of years. And they're yeah. like, we, do, we don't need to give money to this NASA group anymore. They're not doing anything for see, us. See? That's why they have, to, they have to go cheap and hire these private companies because nobody's giving them the money to do it themselves. I understand that, Joe. However, I believe part of the problem was NASA's mismanagement of money and the mismanagement of that entire agency. And that came out, and it became a, a big I, scandal. Okay, I'd like to say something. No one's listening! Listen! Listen! Okay. Uh, Joe has a theory about AI, and I think it's completely true. It's just, I don't know whether we're getting it faster, but it seems like the advances being made by AI every single day, it gets more and more advanced. The deep fakes that we heard about back in 2012 are now, you can't even, you don't even know. I watched something today. I'm looking at like, there is no way that was said. This stuff is so unbelievably real and so unbelievably deceptive. It, it will cause problems beyond what anybody right now could imagine. So whoever's president all of a sudden comes on, it comes up on the screen or goes to your feet or whatever. And it's saying that we're going to begin, you know, bombing Russia or whatever. You're like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. The stock market takes a dump. You know, people are terrified. They're running all over the place. Nope. Then it comes back up. Nope. That The president didn't say that. Then the president comes on and says, that wasn't me. I didn't say that. That was a deep fake. And then another thing. Then it comes up. The president comes up again. Don't believe that guy. This is the truth. People won't know because information will be. There will be no truth because this video is and the voices and the facial features are just absolutely amazing. So Joe has his theory. Here's Joe's theory on what will eventually happen. Joe? Eventually, we will have to carry digital passports. It will all be tied into the blockchain like Bitcoin. And essentially, everything that's real will have to have a digital watermark. And if it doesn't, then it's just it's it's fake. You have to know. It, at some point, if it's if it's real, it's got to be stamped real because everything is, is already becoming to the point where it's indistinguishable. Right. So if you think about all the efforts they go to to stop you from counterfeiting currency, because that's a form of of reality that's the truth we all agree that this piece of paper is worth 100 dollars right so i give it to you you receive it with the understanding we're all in this agreement that that thing's going to get me to be able to buy a hundred dollars of something right and you see it they've got all these fancy things in there there's no way you can counterfeit it because if you could counterfeit it then trust begins to break down the same thing with information and news that as that breaks down then trust goes away and then no one knows and you start setting up different types of news or different types of information the same way you counterfeit so they will do what they need Someone has to step in to control, to watermark this stuff. If not, there's just going to be mayhem. But don't you think as technology advances, so will the verification process? And once that happens and we have an opportunity to verify whatever we see, it'll kind of fall out of favor because you, you can then know with some certainty that this isn't real. Mm, well, the, you know, the scoundrels are always find a way around something, right? Unless as blockchain sets it up, like you can't fake Bitcoin because that those computers are doing like a trillion calculations a second or something like that in order to make sure that no one's coming in there. If I say I've got a Bitcoin worth this and here's the number on it, you can't fake the number because they're always looking for others. So And it's decentralized. So Right. That's the other thing. Yeah. It's not coming from one place. If it's a federal government 
And I knew that it was some of the Biden administration telling people at, at Facebook or Twitter to block this, put this out, stop these people from sending information regarding the virus and COVID. Then you, because we've seen it already, we know that they do that. So in this case, it's decentralized. The government doesn't have it, so people do trust it. This will be the I, only source. <laughs> Cairo Radio will be your only source for news because no one's going to bother to try to, like, AI us, Sherry, right? Uh, <laughs> maybe Andrew and his sound effects, but not us. Not a, <laughs> I've been looking for some maggot fun. All right, there you go. <laughs> See? So we just did you there, Sherry? Wow. That's, yeah. That's right. Yeah. That wasn't me. That was not me. Right. And, like, no one would be able to imitate this. Ow, jeez. Tini brought me coffee during the break, Sherry. Oh, surprised she could reach the coffee so, machine. Sherry, say that again so Sherry can hear that. It is no big deal. It is no big deal. Okay, we're not doing this. We're it not is no big deal. <laughs> it is no big deal. All you're doing is talking about my dress and my hair. Can't do that one. All you're doing is talking about my dress and my hair. Teeny, just stop. Just stop. I all right, stop it, Teeny. She's not replacing I don't you. Believe this. Okay, hey, 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 AI <laughs> stealer. <laughs> I just saw Joe on the camera. You look like a crazy person. What do you mean? Why? Because that doesn't look like a hat. It looks like you've had brain surgery. It's a beanie. Not... Let me see. Is it, seriously, it doesn't look like he's got like like, I, like I a can't see movie him. from Can... the 40s where they just keep wrapping the person's. Well, your your husband has had a serious brain injury. <laughs> Go around. <laughs> Okay. Hey, we're doing okay. radio here. No, we're it, doing radio. It looks, it, it, Joe's cool. Like he does. He wears cool stuff. Okay, Sherry. I, I mean it. Sorry, it does look that? a little bit like a head wrap, but but oh. he can pull it off. Thank you, Sherry. Yeah, I like it. Speaking of doing imitations of people's voices, uh, uh, David Attenborough was famous guy. Would do all the nature sort of uh, narrating all sorts of nature stuff. Like here he is. He's um. Is this him doing? This is this guy Charles Holtz using Chat GPT uh, at this lab, and he's staring at a camera. And as he's staring at the camera, the David Attenborough voice, AI voice, is narrating what the guy's doing in real time. That's how amazing this stuff is. Like, here's an example of watch this. Here's a quick demo of what happens when David Attenborough narrates your life. On the left, I'm going to start my camera which every five seconds uh takes a photo from my webcam on the right i'm going to start david Attenborough, and now as i move around he here we have a remarkable specimen of homo sapiens distinguished by his silver circular spectacles and a mane of tousled curly locks he is wearing what appears to be a blue fabric covering which can only be assumed to be part of his mating display Look closely at the subtle arch of his eyebrow. It's as if he's in the midst of an intricate ritual of curiosity. So he raises his eyebrow, and as he raises it, the computer, seeing it on the image on the camera, then has the David Attenborough AI-generated voice narrating in almost exact time. Skepticism. The backdrop suggests a sheltered habitat, possibly a communal feeding area or watering hole. 
in its natural environment, we observe the sophisticated Homo sapiens engaging in the critical ritual of hydration. This male individual has selected a small cylindrical container, likely filled with life-sustaining H2O, and is tilting it expertly towards his intake orifice. Now, do we believe that that's actually happening, or he typed all that in there? No, no, I 100% believe it. There, Because there are models trained on his vocabulary. I know, but it's in real time. He yeah. sees the, him take the thing up to his mouth. And oh, say, yeah. So we decided we'd do it if David Amborough had to talk about me, Sherry, uh, diving into the news. Quiet now. Look closely. What we're seeing here is a primitive but fully developed human male known as a John Curley. Mm, thank you. Just look at that completely natural-looking head of hair and almost impossibly perfect bright white teeth. <laughs> Watch how he approaches a body of water full of what humans call newstainment, <laughs> such grace and poise. Now he delicately approaches a 20th-century diving board. If yep. we're lucky, we'll get to see. Oh, yes. Here it comes. He's going to do it. Simply astounding. Thank you. He's diving into the news. Absolutely incredible. It's wild. But what, now, how did you do that? <laughs> did you just type all those words in and had him read it in his book? Oh, why don't you voice? sit there and imitate the teeny tiny lady? Because that's what seemed to really <laughs> oh, get you that. off. I could have her say all kinds of other things if you'd like me to. Oh, no, but no, I no, 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 no. You don't, because she's not doing that to you. Well, because she weird can stuff. only do one voice. <laughs> <laughs> that's why. She's limited. She's limited. Okay, we're not doing this, Sherry. We're not going to go into a potato off again. Now, um, I also found video that there's a new news organization. No humans, but they look human and they are. It's just it's all AI generated. The anchors, the reporters, everyone. You cannot tell the difference. I'm telling you, it's coming much sooner than expected. So we have to be. We have to be even more erratic. Um and so that there's no way the computers could possibly Ding dong. unpredictable. Yes, 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 completely unpredictable. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Hmm. So I don't have any problem with AI delivering the news. Did you say that or computer say that? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. I don't believe this. <laughs> God, see? Again, this will be your only source, folks, when it hits, when it happens. You'll know you're getting real news because no one else is doing this crap, right? No one. No one would bear, dare do this. No, never. <laughs> okay, Sherry? Yeah. Agreed. Thank you.